All right. How many of you guys know what chapter we're in today? Mark chapter 5. <laughs> Let's continue through the book of Mark. I'm going to continue where pastor's uh, been uh, leading us. And uh, we'll continue to go through a verse-by-verse study. Today, uh, we're going to talk about the woman uh, with the issue of blood. How many of you guys ever remember, remember that uh, story, reading your Bibles, right? And, and, the, and, the, and the message is entitled, So What is Your Issue? Amen. So what is your issue today? Because everybody has issues. Can I get an amen? Um, everybody has problems, things going on, things seen, things unseen, things that are going on in the family, things you'd rather not share with anybody about, but everybody has an issue. And so today we're going to be in Mark chapter 5, so if you would turn with me in your Bibles and we'll get into that as we start. Mark chapter 5 verse 21 to 35. Now the backdrop, and we know the pastor's been preaching they had just got done ministering to the demonic, or excuse me, the, the, the man who was bound by demons over there in Gennesaret, coming back, and the crowd's ready. They're ready. They're waiting for Jesus. They, they, they want a miracle. They know he's coming to the shore, and, and he's constant. And it says, now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came and Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, and she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. So we see Jairus, who had a need, and Jesus knew that he had been a head or a ruler of the synagogue, and he's going with them. And here's the person we're going to focus on in today, and that is in verse twenty. Five, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd, touched his garment. She said, if only I may touch his clothes, I may be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood dried up. She felt in her body she was healed of the affliction And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out from him, turned around to the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see all the multitude thronging you, and you're asking, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done the thing. But the woman was fearing and trembling, knowing that what happened to her. She came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed. Amen. That's how how Christ dealt with her. So we want to observe this. Maybe we've read this many a times, and maybe we passed through some of these scriptures and maybe never did like an observation. I like to observe. You know, I remember taking a class where they they say you want to observe the passage, you want to interpret it, find some application. And as we observe this, we're going to find out some things that maybe we never really, really recognize. And that's what Bible teachers do, try to bring some things out. So in verse 25, it says, now a certain woman had a, a flow of blood. I want, first thing I want to uh, recognize is that this person is mentioned, but she has no name. Nobody knows who she is. Nobody knows what she's about. But the Bible says that there was a woman. That's it. Simply, there was a woman. And as I begin to think about that, I thought, how many... How many times in churches and people 
go in and go out. Maybe they have a name. You don't know them. Some of these large churches, some of the people can't be at church right now. They're there and they're going through something and they feel like, man, maybe they're all alone. Or maybe you felt there in this church with a name. <laughs> people know you. Every, every Sunday they say, hi, how's it going? And you're in there and yet you are in there and you're silently, it feels like you're that person with no name. Like nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows who I am. And I have to say to you that that is such a big ploy from the devil. Amen. The devil likes you to think that you're the only one. You're the only one that's going through that thing. There's nobody else. You're isolated and you're alone. But let me tell you that the devil is a liar. That is not so. In fact, your heavenly father knows everything. In fact, the Bible says that not even one hair drops from our head without your father knowing. So if you're that person today, like her, this woman, just somebody, and you feel like you're maybe not somebody or you're going through something that's different that nobody else is going through, that is not so. In fact, the Bible tells us that healing is for you. Healing is for me. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Jesus came into the world to destroy the works of Satan, right? First Peter chapter 2, 24 says, Now he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from, we might be free from sins and we might live for righteousness. And by his wounds you have been healed or by his stripes you have been healed. If your situation makes you feel isolated, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he'll also provide a way for you to endure it. In other words, guys, you're not alone. Turn to your neighbor and you tell him, you're not alone. Amen. Not alone. We're not alone in this. God knows exactly where you're at. God knows exactly your healing. He knows what you need. Amen. But this is, let's, ob let's observe her. Let's check it out because we can relate, man. We, I can relate to that. I can relate to Man, I must be the only person struggling with this right now. Feeling the guilt of like shame, like, oh man, wow, I can't believe I'm thinking like this. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Here's the second thing we know. She has an issue of blood. She's bleeding internally. That's her second issue. She's bleeding internally. There's things going on. We said it earlier. Isn't that interesting? She has an affliction that nobody can really tell is going on. In other words, she's probably walking around and nobody knows but her, that something's going on inside of her. Sound familiar? Walking around like everything's good. Hey, how you doing? Blessed? Good. God bless you. And nobody knows something's going on inside, deep inside there. In fact, this woman is practically or probably have, could have a condition that could be killing her inside. And so it is, even in the body of Christ. And I know, come on, we're blessed. I know we're blessed. But there's some people, man, this is a hospital oftentimes. People come to get help from the Lord. This is a hospital. You guys know, you guys are like, you guys are like uh, frontline workers, you know, like the medics in, in, in war or something, where people are coming in and they need help. And you might not see it, but you get to know that person. Maybe one day God will reveal it to you and you can minister to them. It's kind of cool. But she has an issue where she's bleeding. She might look joyful, but she's dying on the inside. Nobody sees that affliction. Here's the other thing you might, didn't, if you didn't think about, somebody who was bleeding was an outcast from their society if they were hemorrhaging and bleeding. In fact, Leviticus 15.25, you know, you get a little graphic, but we're grown-ups, amen? Come on. 
When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time that her monthly period, uh, excuse me, when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she will be as unclean as long as she has a discharge, just as in the days of her period. Now, I'm not just reading that to be graphic. I'm reading this to say this lady has been unclean for 12 years, which means ceremonially she wasn't even allowed to be in church. She wouldn't even be allowed to be in the fellowship in the condition that she was in. Now, think about that. You're feeling isolated. And not only that, you can't even get to church and feel like you're right in this house of God. Yikes. But I thank God that God is so good. He, he goes after that one. <laughs> he leaves the 99. He knows what's going on. He goes after that one. He, he loves us so dearly that he, he goes towards these people, us, who are broken. Maybe we never realize this part, too. She not only is separated from the church or separated from her fellowship or separated, but in order for her to be there, right there in that crowd, with Jesus in that mix, she's actually contaminating ceremonially the rest of the group. Wow, now maybe we never thought of that. That means, according to the law, this is Old Testament, that if a woman was going through this situation, it would be a time where she needed to be separate. It's almost like the leper. It's like, God. And she didn't care, though. <laughs> Maybe she said, oh, that nobody don't know. I, I, it's, it's just me. It's between me. Maybe she said, you know, they can't tell. I'm going anyway. I'm going to church anyways. I kind of like that spirit, amen? Because you don't, you don't run from church, amen? If you feel like you got an issue that's so hard that I'm unclean, I can't go to church, that's a life from the pit of hell. We go to church and we deal with our issue because Jesus has a tissue for your issue, amen? Come on. <laughs> he has a tissue for your issue, Right? He has something for you, right? He has the healing. He has the answer. Not <laughs> a pastor used to do that all the time. He has the answer. But here's what goes on: is when she's doing this, she's going in kind of incognito, but she's actually contaminating everybody else. Yikes! Isn't that interesting? That sometimes when we're dealing with stuff, that it not only impacts us, but it impacts others around us. Someone says, oh, well, I don't impact anybody. I, I, you know, the only one I'm hurting is myself. But yet your wife's worried for you because you're gone. No, it's just me. You know, I'm just going out. And all oh, the kids are worried. Or there's, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that very thing that we're going through, we think, well, I'm just hurting myself. And then in reality, it's not just hurting ourselves. It's actually impacting everybody around us. And I think about Achan in the Bible. And we were just talking about it. Imagine the glory left <laughs> and you didn't know it. But I think about Achan in the Bible where he had took something that he wasn't supposed to and it was told for them to go into AI and to go ahead and pillage it to, to war but don't, or Jericho, but don't take anything. Don't take any vessels. Don't take any articles. So they go to the next little town, 2,000 people, to go conquer. They figure we beat down this big old city. We, we, won, we won the war. We go to this little city, no problem, and take it out. And then when, when they went to go to war, they fell and their face is flat. They lost. And they're going, what's going on? They found out that something, someone had done something that God had said, do not do. 
and then took some treasure and hid it under his, his pillow, hid it in a cubby hole, and it impacted everyone. This woman, whether she knew it or not, and sometimes even ourselves, impact those around us that we love. I know when I'm not walking right, I impact my family. <laughs> Come on. When, when, when I know I should be more spiritual and I'm walking in the flesh, it's seen. Oh, I'm getting too deep now. I'm getting too serious now. Uh, you, you never got sharp, you know? Never got sharp because you're walking in the flesh and not the spirit, and then immediately, boom, you know, you say something and you're reacting, you're thinking, wow, I better, I better get in my Bible because that wasn't from God, right? That's what we're talking about, these things. Are you guys still there? Amen. See, consider, we got to cons- so consider this, but and here's the third issue she has. So not only is she alone, not only is she, she have an issue of blood that is hurting her and nobody can see and it's, it's tearing her apart, but third is she's been dealing with this for 12 years. 12 years there was a lady with an issue of blood who had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, guys, can you imagine having an issue for 12 years? And some of you are looking at me, I've had an issue for 25 years, brother. I've had an issue for 15 years, brother. Amen. But the point here is that even though she was going through this, she persevered. 12 years later, she's still looking for something for the healing. 12 years later. And and that tells me that, you know, in this path that we're on, you and I, as we're growing, as we're seeking God, that there's there's growth and as we're, we're going on, we keep persevering. We keep pressing in. We keep going towards that mark. We keep going towards like, Lord, I, I don't want this thing, or I want this thing out of my life, or I'm still praying for healing. It doesn't matter. Well, I don't feel it right now, but I'm still praying for this knee. It doesn't matter. I, I don't see it right now, but I'm still going to pray. I, t- I know a brother. I won't throw him out here, but, uh, but he drums at a church. And uh, anyways, He's a, he's a great example because he often says, oh, brother, you know, I was going through this thing, but I said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to pray and believe that God's going to heal me. And then he'll be like, kind of guy, will be like, nah, I'm just, nah, I'm still going to believe. Nope, nope. Oh, yeah, he goes to the doctor just like we need to go to doctors. But you keep believing for your miracle because faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> It's moving and believing that you are going to be healed or you are healed no matter what you feel or what you see in front of you. Oh, that's heavy to to see. Oh, you can ask my wife. She pray, oh, I believe that he's blessed. He's going to be healed. He's going to be preaching. He's going to be this and that. When I was gone from my house, you don't want to know that either. Amen. Sorry, Pastor, cover your ears. Cover your ears. I might not preach again. Amen. But I'm just saying, that's how my wife's prayers look. They look like, Lord, I thank you that he's blessed, he's restored, he's preaching, he's doing the kingdom work, he's doing what he has to do, he's the pastor, he's called the baby. But I wasn't. Faith. Faith, just standing, just still believing, even though it's been a while, 12 years. So that's an issue. Something not seeing the, the progress, not seeing what's going on. Here's the fourth is- issue. Bible says that she spent everything. Did you read that? Let's go back to our text. It says that she had her fountain of blood. It was, excuse me. She had, now a certain woman had a fountain of blood for 12 years. She suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and she still was no better. In fact, she was worse. Wow. Can you imagine now getting all your income, 
giving it all to the world and still not being any better. Yeah, that's about right though, right? Isn't that the way the world is? Man, you give to the world, the world will take, 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 and take. And you'll be thinking, man, I can find healing in this person. You know, I'll listen to, you know, Dr. Oz has the treatment. You know, I've I seen it on TV. And I'm going to give to that. I'm going to buy that little serum or whatever. You know, take. And the world's taking from you. And you're buying it. And you're over there swiping the car. And you're going, what? I can lose weight. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to buy that. Come on. And the world's taking, taking, taking. And then what happens when you don't have any more? And the world sees you don't have any more? The world turns its back on you. <laughs> Friends turn their back on you. When they see you're bankrupt and you're empty, they turn your back on you sometimes. And this is where she's at. She's finally at a place where she had been giving, 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 and she's no better, but she's worse, worse. But let me just say this. Sometimes that's the best place that you and I can be in our issue. Well, we're tired now. I've been giving, I've been trying, I've been doing this, I've tried everything but Jesus and the way he says to do it. And now I'm tired and I'm going to give it up now. Here I am, I'm giving it to the Lord right here. I had a relative, uh, crazy, you know, one day I'm there, I'm like 18 years old, and I'm living at my grandmother's, and this, she walks in, this lady walks in with this long flowing white robe, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm meeting her. What's this? And he goes, oh, you want to join me? Uh, join you he goes oh yeah we're gonna do a seance <laughs> yeah because you know the guys are doing these chants and stuff and, and they say they get rich and i'm thinking i didn't know much at 18 but i knew enough my mom taught me enough to say no, no to witches amen <laughs> no to witchcraft amen and i said no nah, man that's witchcraft bro what is that the reason why i say that is because people will try everything in the world They'll try the latest and the greatest herb. They'll try different remedies. They'll try all this stuff. They'll try, gosh, you name it. They'll try therapies, you know, oh, hypnosis. They'll try everything, but the answer's not in all that stuff. Sometimes it's in Jesus Christ. They try other religions. They'll try weird religions. You'd be like, what are you doing, man? Oh, man, if I just, you know, ooh, you know, this bowl and I do my mantras, I'm going to feel better and all. And I'm not mocking people. I'm just saying that it, it, it's ludicrous because the healing is not in the vessel and it's not in the things and it's not in the, the religion. The healing is in Jesus Christ. And by the time they're done, they're bankrupt. There's nothing left and they don't have anything else. And it's like, well, what do I do now? Well, that's a good place to be, amen. So if you're there in that, in that part of your issue, <laughs> praise God, because we're tired, amen. They always say things like, you need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You got to get to a place where you want it now. You know, I used to chase some folks, I'll just say, and I called them up, hey, man, where you at, man, for church? And then one day I found out, and we have to because God does that for us, but I would do it constant, and some people would come back, and they'd only come back for a couple months, and then they disappear again. And then the Lord began to tell me, i got to realize that, man, they got to want it. I'll, I'll reach out. I love them. If they, if they call, whatever. But they got to want it. What's the answer? Well, the answer is Jesus. Because look what it says in the, in the text. In the text it says this. It says, She had grown no better, but grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus. Woo! When she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd. So what happened is the beginning of her healing was 
that the answer was Jesus all along. And, and you know, there's some kids that are fighting that. Some of you got some kids, we were praying about that today. Got some kids that maybe are fighting that. And one day they're going to come to the conclusion that, man, the answer all along was just like Grandma said or Mom said. It's Jesus. And the answer is Jesus. See, she noticed, she heard about Jesus, and I can't help but to think about the scripture that says that we know that in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. She heard about Jesus, the healer. That's faith. That's rehearsing and hearing the things of God. Or, well, this guy's a healer. When we read our Bible, we hear about the miracles like this woman. We begin to realize that, man, that's, that's what it's about. It's about Jesus. It stirs up faith. Have you guys ever said, man, I need more faith. How do I stir it up? Like that. Hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. You ever want, want to know, man, I, I can get buffed out. I can get strong. But you want to get strong in the Lord, get the word in you, and get that faith built up in you. And you'll begin to be hearing the word of God. And as you're hearing the word of God, it begins to encourage your faith. So when we have our issues, so I'm going straight to Jesus. I ain't even going to mess around no more. I'm not going to Dr. Phil. I'm not going to go call my best friend. I'm not going to go call my mom. I'm calling Jesus first. Amen. That's my answer. Right away, I'm going to this scripture. I got a prescription for that. It's John chapter, you know, got an address. And faith, and then faith, we begin to walk and begin to read, as we begin to read the word and hear the stories of the leper, the demon-possessed, the, the, what was the broken chains about how God who raises from the dead, we begin to realize that the answer is Jesus. And faith begins to get built up with inside of us. Here's the second thing. The answer is in the crowd. You say, well, what do you mean the answer is in the crowd? The answer is in the fellowship. Because look where she's at. She's no longer going to the doctors. She's in a church service. <laughs> she's with Jesus. Look at this. Look what it says. Where am I? <laughs> she heard about Jesus. She came behind them in the crowd. She's in the crowd now. She's at church. The answer's in church, guys. The answer's, the answer's in fellowship. You come over here after church and say, anybody need any prayer? You come on down. Pastor, myself, anybody, people need prayer. We pray for one another because that's where we get one another. That's the body of Christ. It's, you know, we can all pray for each other. You, you all right with that, Pastor, right? We, we're all pray, prayerful. God, you know, if you know the Lord, we can pray for one another. God has called us to be prayerful. He's called us to, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Does, it, they sh does that say that right? That's the way it says it, right? These signs shall follow those that believe. That means everybody, right? I have a friend, I just shared this earlier. Uh, he got called, and, and he got called, and the guy said, hey, man, I feel led to go to Hawaii. And he's thinking, oh, all right, you know, what's going to happen? He goes, I don't know, but I feel by faith we can go to Hawaii. Says, all right, well, I'll get my ticket. And he goes, all right, well, we'll get over there. Let's go minister over there. So he spent a couple weeks in Hawaii by faith, baptizing and bringing healing to people on the island. <laughs> it's what we just talked about, about the food bank. You don't have to go to Hawaii. So he goes, hey, man, we're going to have to go out. We're going to have to go stand by the marketplace and pray for people's healings and just see what God does. Because these signs shall follow them that believe. Anyways, you, you ain't hearing anything, man. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man, that's awesome. So we see this. 
we see that when, when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him with the crowd. She's in the crowd now. You want to be in the right crowd. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're the right crowd. You're the right crowd. These are believers. You guys believe in the Lord, right? We're the right crowd, encouraging faith, you know. I don't want to go sidetrack. I'm thinking of something else. I better not go sidetrack. So let's just keep going. We're almost done. We're getting there. I thought it was a short message, Pastor. The certain woman had the blood, the flow of blood. She came behind him and touched his garment. Okay, so here we are. The answer is being in the crowd, being in the fellowship, being at church, getting involved in ministry, getting involved in the things of God, serving. The answer also, thirdly, is pressing in. Pressing in. I, I, I like this part because um, we said earlier she technically was contaminating everybody because she's Jewish in faith. We, we don't read that she isn't. So I believe she's Jewish in faith as a person. And the law states you can't be in there in the group because you're unclean. But she was willing to do whatever she had to do to get her healing. She was willing, let me say that again, she was willing to do whatever she had to do to get her healing. She says, I don't care about what they say. I don't care about what they think about me. I don't care if they say, look at his back, so I can tell, oh, I, I sensed it. Did you feel it? You know, she don't care about all that. I don't care what people think. The first people saying, talking behind her back. She says, I'm going to push in and I'm going to touch Jesus. Sometimes we got to just press in. She says, I don't know how to get to healing. You just need to press in sometimes. You got to change some things. Just need to change it and just say, you know what? I, I'm going to start doing this. I don't pray all the time, but I'm going to start praying. I don't read all the time, but I'm going to start reading. I don't go to church, but I'm going to start going to church. I don't normally worship like this, but I'm going to start pressing into my worship. I want to get a hold of God. I want to touch God because what happens is, is when they begin to press in like that, guess what happens? She touches the hem of his garment, and guess what comes from the Lord? Virtue and power flows from God. And it blows my mind because it makes me think like, how does that happen? Like, you mean he just like, you get the Lord and, and it's just flowing? You know what I'm saying? Like if he just took, whoa, and that's it? It's heavy. And, and some of you are, well, of course, he's God. He can do it. Yeah, but it's like her faith is doing this. It's not like God came over there and said, hey, where's the woman with the issue of blood? She's over there in the third row. You know? It's like he said, no, she's in there. She's doing it. She knows it's, and she's all, I'm getting mine. <laughs> I'm going to get mine. And she got it. Almost done. Last point. Final thing I, I, I noticed, and, and there's more. As you read the word, there's so much more. I noticed that Jesus says, who touched my clothes? And we know that Jesus knows who touched his clothes. He's, what, omnipotent? omnipresent and omniscient, right? That's the one I'm looking for. He's everywhere. He knows all things, all powerful. He knows this. He knows who touched him, but I think he's doing this for a reason. Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said to him, you see this multitude and you're asking who touched me? He looked around to see her who had done that thing. Notice he's looking for her. He knows it was a her, who she was. But the woman was fearing and trembled, knowing that what happened to her came and fell down before him. She was probably blown away, like, man, this guy knows, like, wow. Like, Jesus knew. So she's there, and she falls down, all scared. And he says to her, daughter, 
Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed. She wasn't just a woman with an issue of blood. There was a woman with an issue of blood. Jesus wanted her to know that she's not just a woman. She's a daughter. She's a daughter. And I believe that's why he called her out, to let her know, no, no, you're a daughter. Maybe you need to know you're a son. You, you know, it's not to shame you or anything. This is yours. You know, how many fathers, if their kids ask them to come and, and, and give them something like bread, are going to say, here, chew on this rock. You're not going to do that. That's what scripture says. Or let me have some bread. You toss up a serpent, right? Or what have, I forget how it goes. But no, they're going to they're gonna give you good things. And I believe that that is for us, amen? By his stripes, we're healed. So whatever it is you have, whatever you're going through, Christ is the answer. Press in. God has the answer for you. God can do it. You need prayer, we can pray. We'll pray. We'll, if we need a point of faith, if that's what you need to touch, you know, right there is for faith to just activate, then let's touch it. Let's do it. Amen? Amen, Pastor. God bless. Yeah, God bless.